Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the MoneyWeb at Midday show. This show is brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, leaders in business. My name is Raik van Niekerk. Uh, markets are taking a bit of a breather today after yesterday's positive showing that saw several equity markets around the world hit two-week highs. Uh, the RAND is unfortunately trading slightly lower, slightly weaker, um, but uh, there are some action with the dollar that is maybe the reason for that. Um, the U.S. is also entering a reporting season, and expectations are very high. Uh, some analysts predict the S&P 500 to show profit growth of north of 20%. Um, so significant growth expected there. The long-awaited sale of Toho Sun of several casino properties to the Hospitality Property Fund was also announced today. It's a massive deal of around 23 billion rand and it has some significant consequences for Toho Sun as well as the Hospitality Group. And I'll speak to Paul Fouchier of Unum Capital in a minute to hear his views on this and other stories. But first, let's look at the indicators. The JC All Share is down 0.2%. The resources has uh, is gained 0.4%. Industrials down a third of a percent. Uh, financials down 0.4%. The gold index has also uh, lost around half a percent. Um, looking around the world, the FTSE 100 is uh, trading flat as well as the DAX. The, the CAC 40 is trading uh, nearly a third of a percent higher. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei gained two-thirds of a percent, Shanghai gained 0.45 percent, while the Hang Seng closed flat. Let's look at some shares that are performing well. Chokhasan has gained around 2 percent on the back of its announcement. Exaro uh, is trading 1.9% higher, Telcom 1.7%, Richmond has gained 1.5%, Astral also up 1.2%. On the downside, Northern has lost 3.2%, Coronation down 2.6%, Discam 2.4%, Breit uh, has lost 1.9%, Mediclinic and Clicks down around 1.7%, Tiger Brands also down of 1.5%. Let's uh, look at uh, commodities. Gold is trading at $1,253. Platinum at $840.87. Brent crude is slightly higher at $79.24. The R186 is trading at 8.68%. The Rand is currently trading at 13.47 against the dollar, 17.85 against the pound, and 15.80 against the euro. One Bitcoin costs six thousand four hundred and seventy-two dollars, or ninety-two thousand rand. On the line is Paul Fouchier. Paul, uh, you know we've had a strong run on uh, local and international markets over the past few weeks, so maybe we are seeing a bit of a, a breather and maybe some profit taking. All right, yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, you saw the rand uh, strengthen quite significantly as well, in uh, particular yesterday on, on the back of a strong uh, increase in the, in the oil share. You're seeing a little bit uh, sold off again today. So you see emerging markets sold off again. And I think, as you say, just a little bit of a profit-taking scenario. I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, but your uh, markets, especially in the U.S., have been extremely strong. And, um, you know, they're very strong yesterday too, up almost 1% there. So, so you are probably most likely a little bit of profit-taking. Mm. Did you see the announcement, uh, I think it was in Reuters, where some analysts in the U.S. expect a very strong reporting season in the U.S. Uh, some expect, uh, you know, profit growth of north of 20% for the whole index. Uh, you know, that is very strong. What impact could that have on our market? 
Yeah, so I mean, well, look, you've got a few obviously uh, tailwinds for the US. I mean, you've got a, a very strong, uh, very strong economic growth still. I mean, uh, unemployment was slightly disappointing uh, last week, but that's more of a factor of um, an increase in the labour participation rate. So, so that's probably more than the important number to look at there. But yeah, you've got very, very strong economic growth of the US, and then backed up by the, the Trump tax cuts. So, if, if you if you take those into into account, you know, you should have based on that tax cut, uh, very strong earnings growth uh, in this reporting season coming forward. Um, so, so we sort of in agreement with that. Um, and I think, yeah, you know, a lot of the tax cut will be a one-sort, but you've still got the back of a very strong economic environment in, in, in the U.S. at the moment. So, so we're pretty positive on, on earnings coming out as well in the U.S. What, is, what has the, the impact of Trump been on corporate... Uh uh, sales uh, and, and corporate performance, especially on the listed companies, has it been that significant, or are there other factors at play too? Yeah, well, you look. I can't remember the exact numbers, but you're looking at a significant cut in terms of percentage points of view on on on, on U.S. companies. So, so overnight, you know, you're going to have a massive increase in 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 in, uh, in profitability just from a tax savings. Um, I think, of the, uh, if I remember, I think the, it was reduced from about 35 to 20 percent on, on corporate earnings. So, so I mean, that's a significant uh, sort of tailwind on earnings. Obviously, the you know there are some uh, questions around uh, around these trade policies and what that's going to do to, in particular, certain sectors and certain industries. You know, it's looking like the uh, vehicle uh, sort of manufacturing industry could battle there. But on a broad spectrum at the moment, uh, things looking positive. Look, it's 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 not you know it's not a lasting uh, you know year on year kind of scenario, but but definitely the tax savings for this year and, and reported earnings for this year are going to be strong because the tax cuts obviously came through within the last twelve months. Mm-hmm. So it will be significant, but it won't be an ongoing sort of uh, increase. So I think a lot of that twenty percent increase predicted is just due to a once-off. It's it's more like a shock or a positive shock than anything else. Positive shock. We haven't heard that term in a in a long time. <laughs> um, uh, Boris Johnson resigned. For, uh, you know, of course, his foreign minister in Theresa May's cabinet, uh, and there is some pressure on uh, on in UX stocks due to Brexit already. How do you think this will play out? Yeah, look, I mean, Brexit just uh, goes from one mess to the next, really. Um, you know, I think probably this is a good thing for Theresa May, and it's probably a good thing for the UK. Um, it takes a lot of pressure off a hard Brexit. Uh, Boris Johnson has not been very helpful in, in, the, in the scenario at all. I mean, he's, he's reminds me of a child in a playground a little bit, you know, almost like sulking and, uh, and, and throwing his toys out the cart. I mean, he approved the, the checkers plan on Friday. And then on Monday resigns. You know, uh, you you wonder what what he's thinking about and and what he thinks about when he goes to bed at night. But but I think um, you know he's been a massive thorn in the side of Theresa May for a long time. The um, subordination has been quite quite drastic, and I think this will probably help Theresa May in, in going forward. You know, they're trying to come to something sensible, and and the problem with Brexit is there's no uh, there's no blueprint for exiting. There's no blueprint for exiting the EU, so we all in uh, everyone's in unknown waters here, and and I think you know Theresa May is taking a lot of heat, and and and, and it's a difficult situation, and she's trying to sort of uh, make everyone happy by by sort of providing a soft Brexit, so keeping the economy sort of uh, ticking along, and 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 um, 
you know, being helped by, by its agreements or by being in the Eurozone, but also the hard Brexiteers keeping them happy by having some sort of exit scenario. So, you know, I think this is probably a good thing going forward. Uh, I think it leads to a little bit more of a sensible, uh, sensible situation. So let's, you know, obviously it's still very uncertain. We'll see what happens and what plays out. But, but I'm glad to see Boris Johnson go, to be honest. Yeah, I'm indeed a colourful character. Just uh, on, in Hong Kong, Xiaomi, the uh, cell phone maker and uh, internet company, or it would like to be labelled an internet company, it listed yesterday, it was a depressed listing. Today it shot up 10%. Um, and uh, there's a lot of uh, hype around the company. What, what are your thoughts uh, on Xiaomi? Uh, I haven't actually looked at that specific stock, but you probably find it's a lot of speculation in there. Uh, it's in a good sector. Um, you know, the IT sector is obviously booming. If you look at the big uh, IT stocks in the US, also close to all-time highs again. They had a bit of a sell-off in the last few weeks, but, but really back to to all-time highs, or if not close to all-time highs. And I think it's just part of the the uh, sentiment around, around the sector. Um, possibly uh, in light of uh, these trade wars as well, there could be something there. Um, Obviously, the one risk to, 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 to Chinese IT is the fact that uh, the White House is sort of strongly targeting the fact that a lot of the IT is based on the U.S., and that's one of the major in- increases while we've had the tariffs. Um, so something to maybe watch, but I think probably yeah, a 10% increase like that, probably more speculation than anything. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. It is indeed a b- very big listing. Um, you know, let's come back to the JSE. You know, Steinov is an interesting story, as we all know. Um, and even though we had this implosion and it's a very highly speculative stock at the moment, uh, at MoneyWeb on our Clicker Company section, where you know investors or readers can you know access the information on shares, uh, Steinov is by far the most popular counter um it, it's and uh, especially today when there's news out about some dodgy deals in uh, where companies linked to some of their executives bought uh, foresty plantations in 2001 and then sold them to the retailer three years later for five times these dodgy deals just keep coming through but uh, the question i want to ask you is why does the share price react to to these news because it, it doesn't really actually give any new information about the current health of the company yes i think the way to look at startup at the moment is you can almost forget about it as a share and look at it more as an option it's it's lost so much value and it's so cheap that it's it's more of an option play at the moment so you're almost seeing a price as an option now so massive moves um you know you're getting you, i mean what i think it was a low of about one rand 20 or something some somewhere thereabouts and it's not about you know close to two rand and that's in the face of a few days. Um, it's really just, I think, you know, obviously, if, if the big, the big, the big thing for startup now is it is so cheap. If it can keep, uh, everything's almost irrelevant, other than the fact that, uh, you know, as long as it can keep uh, liquidity going in terms of servicing its debt, I think it'll be okay. there'll be probably some value in it. So, and I think that's what the market is seeing as well. So you see it almost going to virtually nothing. Uh, if there's fear that 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 creditors will 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 there'll be a run on started from the creditors and if that sort of uh, eases off you, you're seeing this thing you know double and it's just more more price as an option than anything else at the moment so so i wouldn't even look at it as a share don't think of startup as a share anymore think of it as an option yeah it's down 98 percent over one year over the last 30 days it's gained nearly 40 percent uh, the low was one rand and seven cents as you say it's maybe maybe more a derivative and a bet on whether the company will survive or not um uh, just uh the only major announcement this morning uh it sold its casino 
and hotel properties to the hospitality property fund in a shares and subscription deal with 23 billion rand. Um, and the group says uh, it's part of its strategy to um, separate and uh, its uh, business into a property division, a gaming division and a hotel management division. Um, and it will now own around 87% of hospitality, which it may unbundle to uh, shareholders. What do you make of this deal? Yeah, I think probably a positive. Uh, it looks like the market's taking it as a positive. I think a lot of these businesses are a little bit complicated in terms of their capital structures. And, 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 uh, and I personally, as an investor, like to see a little bit more uh, more transparency around, around what's going on, especially in light of recent uh, debacles in Steinhoff and, and even Resilient. You know, Resilient has, has had, had or still has quite a, quite a complex capital structure. Um, so, you know, I think there's a little bit of a trend for, for management to, to start simplifying things and, and delisting things and, and, and unbundling different divisions. And I think it's probably a good thing for unlocking value long term. You know, you get to a point in a business where sometimes, you know, the business goes on a sort of, let's call it a growth trajectory and, and, it, and it starts acquiring and it becomes quite complicated and with that becomes inefficient. And I think these um, strategies to to simplify simplify capital structures and uh, delist things, unbundle things, it's, it's probably a, uh, probably will release value. You know, you can see it, and we're hoping that's going to be the case with Old Mutual, in mm-hmm. terms of what they're doing as well. And uh, you know, um, so and Liberty did it a few years ago, and it, and it released quite a lot of value. So, so I think you know these things are probably a positive. It seems like the market's taking it positively. Um, but you know, long term, I guess you know what's really going to determine value is management in uh, is management strategy in terms of what's going to happen with those underlying businesses and how they're going to be managed going forward. So, I think off the face of it, probably will release a bit of value. But long term, you need to assess now, you know, whether the new uh, the new business is worth investing in. Thank you, Paul. That was Paul Fushier from Unum Capital. And uh, thank you for your insights today. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for. This show was brought to you by the South African Institute of Chartered Accountants, Leaders in Business. And that's it for this edition of the MoneyWeb Admiral Show. Thank you for tuning in. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saika.co.za. 